Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Streaker Sports review, recapping NFL Week 12. Taking a look at the playoff Turkey picture. Week. Huh? Turkey Week. It was Turkey Week. Yeah. Turkey Week in football. Yes, it was It was a very good week. I think it was maybe four or five straight days of football. Glorious, glorious. Did you have a good Thanksgiving, McAdams? Yes, I did, Clark. How about yourself? Uh, I would say it was above average, you know? Anytime. Was, the, was the captain did the captain visit? No, he didn't. But his his cousin, the kegerator, made an appearance. But good to hear. It always improves the uh, morale at a family event. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So we we had a good weekend. Hope you guys listening had a great weekend too. You know, we're gonna recap all the NFL action, take a look at the playoff picture, some college football, and then we'll get into the usual segments for y'all. So let's get right into it. First up, we got from Thanksgiving Day. Chicago 23, Detroit 16. Chase Daniel got the start in front of Trubisky because he was hurt. I thought he did okay. What do you think, McAdams? Yeah, I thought he did pretty good. I mean, he was uh, 27 for 37, 230 yards and two touchdowns. So I definitely wouldn't say he did too bad, um, especially with people not knowing how he was going to do that game. Yeah, I mean, nobody's really seen a whole lot of him throughout his career. He had not got a ton of playing time at the places he's been. But I think I think he performed better than Matthew Stafford just because I don't think they had around the same numbers if I remember correctly. But Chase Daniel didn't make costly mistakes that Stafford made. I think Stafford threw two picks in the fourth quarter, if I'm correct. Um, I believe you are. Yeah. So, yes, he did. Yeah. So they had around the same stat line, but Chase Daniel didn't make the costly mistakes that Stafford did, and I think that's why the Bears won. You know, I'm hearing Trubisky may be out this week too, according to my sources. I'm not going to name my sources, you know, but ESPN. I'm, I said I'm not going to name my sources, <laughs> but I think I think uh, if he starts he, this week, he they could they could possibly squeeze in another win. You got to give it to him. I mean, really, because besides um, their ground game against the Lions was nothing. Uh, between Howard and uh, Tariq and um, Mizell, they had about 38 yards on 15 carries. So really he put all all their uh, points where, you know, they were going down the field throwing. That's where all their yardage came from. So you got to give it to him on that aspect because on the Lions' end, they had a, a larger um, – no, how do I want to say right, that? They, their run game looked pretty good. Yeah, they, they had 111 yards. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt did yeah. 19 for 88 yards and two touchdowns. So, you know, their offense was a little more um, even by far than the Bears, but um, I think Daniels did a good job, especially with only, you know, getting 38 yards total rushing. They, you got to say something about him right there. Yeah, I mean, Detroit didn't do too bad, I think. Their run game was looking good. Stafford made some throws. It's just the costly mistakes he made in the fourth quarter is what really mm-hmm. screwed him over. Yeah. But, did you Eddie Jackson got that pick six for the Bears? That that was a game changer, and I saw a pretty interesting stat on that. I think he has five defensive touchdowns in the last two seasons. Really? Yeah, and that's that's more than I th- I would I think it was around ten wide receivers that were drafted in front of him. That's he scored more touchdowns than they have. <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> and remember my fantasy prediction last week in Adam sit Stafford. I said he he probably wouldn't break five points. I remember you saying that. He had, I think, 5.7 points. So so he broke it, so you were wrong. That's all that matters. I mean, still not a good day, though. So <laughs> That is true. That still would have been would, a good idea would, to him. That would have upset me. Yes, it would have. So next, another Thanksgiving Day game, we had Cowboys-Redskins. Cowboys won 31-23. So now the Cowboys, they're tied with the Redskins atop the NFC East, but due to beating them, they have the tiebreaker. So now they're technically in the lead for it. And I thought Amari Cooper and Zeke looked great, rather impressive. Yeah. Do you remember what I said last week when we were talking about them? And I said they can win it if they use Amari Cooper to his full potential. And I would he say outdid himself with eight receptions, 180 yards, and two touchdowns on nine targets. So he really outdid himself. But I if you remember, I said it. So there it was. You heard it here first, people. You did call your shot. And my shot went in. Yeah, so – but. You know, Zeke, Zeke was impressive, too. Oh, yeah, they 26 got the carries going. and 121 yards between those two. You know, that was the majority of the offense right there. Um, so that was rather impressive. Yeah, but, you know, the NFC East, I would say it's still pretty wide open. I would only rule out the Giants right now because Eagles beat the Giants today. Yes, yes, so. yeah, yes, they did. So besides, I think besides the Giants, uh, everybody else is still in the running and could – 
potentially make some uh, make a run here. Yeah, I don't, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I'm, I kind of think Dallas. I would give Dallas probably the biggest advantage to win the NFC East right now, just because they're kind of on a roll. They got. Dak's playing a little better than he used to. Amari Cooper's finally being used to his full potential. Zeke's getting that run game going. I'd like the Cowboys to probably win the NFC East right now. Yeah, out of all out of all the teams, I'd say they'd be the ones to do it if I was to take a make a bet on it. Mm-hmm. But a lot can change. Yeah, you, somebody you know, can go down in a heartbeat. Yeah, we still got I think five weeks left in the season, so you it's not really over till it's over. So we'll see how it over till the fat out. lady sings. Yeah. So is Roger Goodell the fat lady? <laughs> I, would, I would say he's probably the fat lady in this situation oh, that would yeah that would probably be the fat lady all righty some final <laughs> thanksgiving day game we got oh, falcons oh. saints nfc south saints ended up winning 31 17 so that rules atlanta out of winning the nfc south but you know they're still they're still in the hunt for the wild card spot so i wouldn't completely rule them out but i, I wouldn't i wouldn't count on them to make the wild card if it if you were asking me no i wouldn't either and you know they put up a good game um we'll talk about it later how on the over and under there with that game but um it was pretty much over from i mean honestly the first play of the game and not completely, but the Saints came off the ball. They came off quick. Defensively, they're playing to the ball. Um, Amari's first run was – or not Amari. Jesus. Still thinking about the Cowboys. Um, Kamara's first run was, you know, 20-yard gain. And pretty much from the game, from the first play of the game, they kept going 100%. Um, you know, the Falcons scored some points there, got a touchdown. Even the Saints' defense was playing pretty well. So it was a good game, but personally it wasn't probably the best game to watch just because they, they shut it down pretty – they had the game under control the whole time. So Yeah, it I wasn't would, a whole I would say of, it wasn't as close as the score looks. No, because that, that last touchdown was in, what, the last probably four minutes of the game yeah. trying to drive down. Um, they had pretty much wrapped it up before that. But I'd say the Saints for the NFC South, that is a, probably a seal for the number one right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, They've got it locked in, so. Yeah, I mean, New Orleans, they mixed it up this week. You've heard people talk about their wide receiving core and how they only throw to Michael Thomas or Kamara or one of the, or Ingram, really. But they mixed it up this week. I think, what, they throw it to four undrafted free agents to get touchdowns? Yes, yes they did. Let me, uh, I didn't have it brought up. I'm glad you uh, brought that up. I completely forgot about it. Because, yeah, Michael Thomas was such a big, you know, their main guy, and that's what everybody focused on. Yeah, but they showed um, that they they have more weapons, you know. Arnold, say, Dan Arnold under, got him a touchdown, of course. Did yeah. a great job. I would say that uh, these, I mean, they're going to be keying in on Michael Thomas, so these guys are more under the radar, but they show that they can perform too at this level. Tommy Lee Lewis with a touchdown, um, Austin Carr with a touchdown, and Keith Kirkwood with another touchdown. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were looking elsewhere. They were reading it and uh, getting that ball to where they needed to, who was open. And they fell where they needed to. So but once I, again, the Saints overperformed. What also I've been looking at New Orleans defense. You know, it started off the year kind of shaky. I think they're steadily improving each week. And this is just a stat that I found. They now have the number one run defense in the league. Really? Yeah. So their next game is against the Cowboys. So I'm I'm really wanting to see how that number one run defense stacks up against Zeke and the Cowboys. Yeah, that would definitely be interesting because I have seemed to. They have seemed to improve each and every game. So it, defensively, anyways, I've noticed that they seem to be getting a little better. You know, they're coming off the ball faster. They're getting to the ball quicker. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, with Zeke there, how they can play that. Because they have Amari Cooper, they can air the ball out too. So they're going to have the ability to throw the ball as well. So they're really going to have to – they're not going to be able to bring a blitz every time to a throw-heavy team. So – they're going to have to try to adjust, and we'll see how they do. Yeah, I'm, what what I really think is helping them a lot, have you seen the number of turnovers that they're getting? I think they made us force maybe three turnovers in the red zone for Atlanta, so that's huge yeah, they, for them. They were getting a lot of turnovers. They were going for the ball every play. And uh, so we were talking about that. I was talking with a couple people about it, about what happens if you know the Saints get behind because how are they going to react? And so – my thought on that when I was talking to them, and I thought it was interesting that he brought it up, was that that would be possibly a problem because how good is their defense? You know, they look good every game, but it's also a little easier because they're putting up, you know, normally 40 points a game. And so that makes it a little easier where you could, they're going to have to try to air the ball out so you can try to bring the blitz and get the zone. So 
my thing with that is, though, I don't think the Saints' offense would have a problem scoring back-to-back and making a run to catch back up in a game if they were down a touchdown or two. Yeah. I don't think Breeze and the boys would have a problem playing catch-up offensively. But yeah, the turnover battle, it's a big part. Like, me, me and you both know what the Reed May commandment, to win a game, you got to win the turnover battle, four or five mm-hmm. big plays, and special teams. And I think the Saints are hitting on all cylinders on that for right now. Yeah, their special teams is doing excellent turnovers, and then their big plays are always getting, it seems like, a big play here and there. You know, they're getting a big stop when they need it on, like, third and short in the red zone. Um, they're making some big plays defensively when they count, you know. Last time they need to get the ball back. And for the most part, though, they've had it to where they haven't had a close game here recently, but they're still making those big stops to stop the other team from scoring. I think over the last, like, before this game, the last four games, they had allowed a total of like 28 points or something. Mm-hmm. So they've really defensively put up some big stops. So and uh, interested to see how it keeps going for them. I think you'll agree with me on this one, but I'm I'm pretty sure that we can just give Drew Brees the MVP right now. Well, I don't know about that because we he's still got five more weeks, but I would say he's leading the MVP race right now. I, I, would, I would say hands down, and I, I don't want to be biased because they're like, well, you're a Saints fan. Hands down, he has to be in the lead, and right now sh- should get the MVP title. I mean, he's quarterback. There in, is, there, he's quarterback in the best team in the league right now. They have the well, best record. They're ranked at not the top. E- not even that. It's that he has been gypped out of it. I think so many times in his career, like the records that this man has set and holds, and percentage wise, he deserves it. And people are always like, you know, seventy-seven percent. Um, completion rating, you know, he was 28 touchdowns to one interception this season. Like, the things that he has done, most passing yards in a season, most career yard, like, he has, I think he's earned it before, and he's never got it. I, I don't know about, because, I mean, it's most valuable player for this season, so I don't think you should really consider what the past is, but he's, he's no, breaking but a lot of statistical records this year, and he's he's leading his team well, to no, but, a great record, so I think that's why he should win the MVP. I know exactly, but I'm just saying I think he deserves it in whole as a just a part after all the years that I think he should he deserved it as well, mm-hmm. and didn't get. I'm not saying that should be considered, but I'm saying personally I think he deserves it. All right, because not thought... only for the record he has this year and what he's done, but also for being gypped out of it before. But I'm sure there's still people out there. Patrick Mahomes, so cool. Uh, all That's right, I was just I was just making sure because it kind of sounded like you were pulling from his past seasons to why he should be MVP this year. I'm just, I was just making no, sure. No, but I think you can agree. Yeah, yeah. That he is one of the more underrated quarterbacks for how good he is. I, I'm not sure if he's underrated now. I mean, teams are really. Yeah, I would no, say this year because his team's doing good, but nobody, nobody gave a shit when the team was bad. How well he did, nobody cared. True, true. I mean, yeah, but, but plays a lot more important now. It's, it's and they're like, oh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, he sucks this year. So well, I think it plays a lot more importance. People pay a lot more attention when you're leading like a playoff contending team that I, a lot of people are predicting to go to the Super Bowl. So I think you get more yeah. importance from that. Just don't understand how you can miss him either way when he's breaking records of Peyton Manning, holding records of Tom Brady. You know, I, I don't understand how you could miss him on the radar. I don't understand what happened there. I don't yeah. know if it's because he's only five foot ten and you just looked over him. I mean, I, I wouldn't rule it out. That sounds like a conspiracy. <laughs> Okay, moving on. We talked about the Saints too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So next we got Eagles Giants. Eagles won last second field goal, twenty five twenty two. I would I would rule the Giant that well, now the Giants are out of the playoff race, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Ruled them out a minute ago. Yeah, so they're out. Did you see OBJ's comments after the game? Uh no, I did not. He was uh criticizing some of the play calling, I believe, and talking about how, you know, he did they didn't the Giants didn't look to exploit the Eagles' secondary, which has been weak. I think they started, like, three guys. That was their first career starts. One of them had only had uh-huh. one previous start, so that was definitely a weakness heading into the game. But they didn't really get targeted a lot. I think OBJ got five catches for maybe 80-some yards. But, you know, I think it's a little – he needs to realize that he's not the big man in town right now. I mean, I would say Saquon is. Yeah, he definitely is the big man. Yeah, like he needs he needs to take the spotlight away from him, like let other people into the spotlight possibly. Because Saquon in the first half he had 15 runs over 100 yards, 
In the second half, mm-hmm. he only had five runs. I, I don't, I'm not sure what the plan was there. I'm not sure why they did that. But I think OBJ just needs to cool it and, like, you know, hop on the boat, be a team player, and accept that Saquon is probably in the spotlight for now. Yeah, and, I mean, that's exactly right. He needs to get out there and do what he can to help the team and, you know, go out there every play looking to make something happen. If he doesn't get it, somebody else says fine, but he needs to be ready to make a play if he can. Pounding about it's not going to get him It's not going to get him anywhere. No, like, no. It's not, clearly. But Philadelphia, <laughs> you know, coming off that huge loss to New Orleans last week, I kind of thought that they would just kind of roll over and that was the end of it. But they're not dead yet. They're still in the race for the NFC East. I would... You know they they still have to play Washington, I believe, a few times. So I could I could see them possibly possibly a wild card team. I'm not saying they're going to win the NFC East. I'm, I don't see them competing with Dallas or Washington, but I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow squeeze into the wild card. But it, I would say it's unfavorable right now for that. Yeah, because you got to look. I mean, there's a couple other teams going to be looking to get that. Um... Well, those two card games for the uh, NFC, but it's a possibility. You never know. I have to. I don't have their schedule pulled up for the rest of the season right now, but there's a possibility they squeeze in there. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely wouldn't rule them out completely, but I also wouldn't throw any money on them to, you know, yeah. make the playoffs per se. Yeah. All righty. So next we got Bills Jags. Bills won twenty four twenty one. Uh, breaking news for the Jaguars it just popped up on my timeline. Cody Kessler starting this week for the Jaguars against the Colts. So Bortles is benched. Oh, Bortles. May he rest in peace. Um, oh, Bortles. I mean, it. I saw in the Bortle. last – I saw it was maybe in the last two games he's thrown one touchdown, two interceptions, but I mean, he's he's just been on a downward trend all year. So I think it was just a matter of time until this happened. 12 for 23 and 127 yards, so – Really, that kind of that killed them right there. Yeah, but did you see uh, there was a fight this game? I would say it was a pretty good fight. Oh, yeah, I did. Between, uh, it, well, Leonard Fournette and Shaq Lawson got ejected for it, but I, I thought Leonard Fournette was literally going to get his ass beat because he got to fight and all those Buffalo players right next to, like, their fans. I wouldn't have been surprised if you, you know, Bills Mafia people hopped in there and started whooping on him. I mean, it looked it looked bad for him. I I didn't know if he's gonna make it out of there. He could have got lost in the mob and been gone. You never know if things like that happen vanish. Yeah, and did you see the the shit that happened after the fight? There's only one tunnel leading into the field, so they both had to leave in the same tunnel. <laughs> and, like they they'd almost got into a fight in the tunnel again, which was ridiculous. Hold one of them, walk the other one, or be too fucking men about it and walk your asses down the tunnel like they literally walked them and they met at the tunnel at the same time so there was almost a second fight which would have been even better what, like what kind of coordination how bad could that like how like oh i see them let's just stop here for three seconds and let them walk but something that looked really really weird during the fight it spot it the fight started because there was a uh, two players fighting for a ball and they were they both hung on to it like they were still on the ground fighting for it but they during the fight they just still they were laying there in the exact same position I would say for two to three minutes still fighting for the ball, and that that just looked funny to me, like it, it kind of looked like they were dead. But <laughs> I, I would suggest going and watching that video. It's it's something to see. It's it's definitely weird. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't I didn't really pay attention right there at that part. So I'll, I'll have to go look at that and see what I think about it. Yeah. So, but Jalen Ramsey. Before the season started, he was called. He called Josh Allen trash. Well, he 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 pretty much called every quarterback trash, pretty much. But Josh Allen made him eat his words, and I thought Josh Allen played pretty good for you know. I think it was his first start since he was injured. Yeah, I would. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, I thought Josh Allen had a pretty good day. You know, he he got them the win. That's more than he asked for. I think the Bills have won two in a row now. I wouldn't completely rule them out, but I wouldn't bet on them. They're about in the same situation as the Eagles, but. I th- the Jaguars look lost. They're coming into a game with Indianapolis, who's won five in a row. I don't know what the Jaguars should do. I mean, they're not. They've benched Blake Bortles, starting Kessler. They're just going to have to restructure the whole program. They might just have to do a complete rebuild because it's. I mean, they made the AFC Championship game last year, came in runner up. But... Yeah, they are. They're a mess. Uh, speaking of that, Josh, I don't think I found it here. Yeah, he was 13, um, 13 attempts, uh, 99 yards, and a touchdown, averaging 7.6. 
a carry. So yeah, he didn't he did a, he did a good job for him right there. So next we got Seattle Carolina. Seattle squeezes out the win, thirty to twenty seven. I said this is probably my must watch game of the week, and it it was a good one. I I enjoyed watching it. I really like I was, Seattle to make the playoffs now after watching that game. Yeah, I was honestly surprised that you were right. You said it was the game of the weekend. Sure enough, you were right. Seattle has really got their run game going. Like they're, It's looking solid, and that just allows them to eat up a bunch of time on the clock, so they possibly force the other teams to go quicker. Russell Wilson, yeah, the last two games against the Packers and Panthers, I've seen he's he's had some high throws. You know, he'll ever throw somebody occasionally. But when the fourth quarter comes around, I don't know if there's a quarter – well, there's a, probably a few quarterbacks that I'd rather have, but he's one of the top ones that if I had a choice to have a quarterback in the fourth quarter, he's one of them. I mean, he on fourth and three, he didn't throw no short pass for a first down. He threw, a forty, I think, a 40-yard bomb for a touchdown. I mean, he, he's coming in clutch. Um, I really like Seattle's chances. They're probably – they're not going to make it like to win their division, but when they win – I would say they're going to win the wild card if I had to guess. Oh, they're definitely going to be – I was looking at that when we were talking about that earlier. One of their teams going to be looking for the – uh, wild card games, and uh, I'm definitely looking at uh, the Seahawks right now, and the way they've been playing these last few games. Yeah, and like their defense was, it was kind of worrisome at the beginning of the year. It's starting to come together, and I'm I'm really big on the Seahawks right now. Yeah, no, I would uh, totally um, agree with him. Like you said about Russell Wilson, he was 22 for 31, 339 yards and two touchdowns. So he's looking real good. Mm-hmm. Um, rushing for him was pretty balanced. Um, I mean, through uh, Carson did a good job for him, and did you see what his one run where he did like a somersault? He did a somersault and caught himself. I was about to say that it, it was, was unbelievable. It, it was pretty wild. It was probably the coolest thing I've seen in a while. But then uh, receiving, you know, Lockett and Moore were pretty balanced. Five receptions, four receptions, 107, 103 yards. So, and then Baldwin five for thirty nine. They were they had a lot of receptions all the way down. I mean, you know, plays making those yards. Uh, making those chains move. So, yeah, I like their chances taking one of the wild card games here. Yeah, on the other hand, Carolina, that's their third game they've lost in a row. I was kind of high on them earlier. They're starting to sink down now. But yeah, they You were high on. Yeah, but they've lost three in a row, so their playoff hopes for a wild card are kind of Yeah, they're going gonna away. Yeah, they're here. But their next two games are on the road where they've only won what are they? One for four, one for five on the road. So I think they're like one for five now or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not looking good for them. These next two on the road. Then they have New Orleans twice in the last three weeks. Their their playoff hopes are kind of fading away as before our eyes. Yeah, it's it's going quick. Like some of the other teams here we're about to talk about. Yeah, so next we got Baltimore, Oakland. Baltimore comes out with the win, thirty four seventeen. We saw Lamar Jackson throw it a little more, like we were talking about in the preview. Maybe if Harbaugh mm-hmm. wanted to throw it or hide his abilities to throw, see, yeah, see what he could do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think you know he threw it a little bit. I think he kind of showed that he can be a dangerous passer in such certain situations, but he's I think he's a lot more dangerous on the ground at running the ball. Yeah, I would agree with that. But it's good to see him to be able to get out there and throw the ball. That way, they do have that option if they need to use it if they're down and they need to make a drive down the field. Yeah, and he could always—I mean, he could always drop back and scramble because he's—he's very good athlete. So he could make—he could make some good plays out of nothing if he has to. But you know, he, he showed that he can make some good plays, make some throws when they need throws. But I, Baltimore's kind of going run heavy too. They have a good consistency with the run game. I think I saw two of their drives ate up like 16 minutes off the claw. So that's, yeah, that's pretty that's impressive. Big, that's big time. Like that's over a quarter you take away just on two drives. So eating that time away puts more pressure on your opponents, especially if you score on each of those drives. So I I could see them being a little dangerous now too. Yeah, I have to see. But and on the flip side of that, uh, the Raiders are just slowly fading away as well. So I, I don't think they were there to begin with. <laughs> we just want to make sure that's clear that they are have they are fading quickly. Yeah, I'm I'm in no way saying that. Oh, the Ravens. No, I know, Ravens I know won you. a good game this time. No, that, no, they, they should have won. Just, they probably should have won we by ta- more. We were talking about the Jags fading away and whatnot, and the Panthers. So uh, to add to that list, we're gonna have to go. I'm adding the Raiders to it. Like dust in the wind. And Derek Carr did not have the world's greatest game either. I, I'm not surprised in the least. But <laughs> so for the next one, we got. Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Buccaneers come out the win 27-9. Jameis got the start, and, you know, Jameis kind of looked good this game. I know, and I was surprised. I was 
I didn't get to watch his game. I looked back at it, and I was watching the highlights and looking at it. He was 29 for 38, 312 yards, and two touchdowns. No interceptions. None. Zero. No interceptions. I know. That's surprising. So he played He played a decent game, but we'll see how long that lasts. Well, yeah, he could have done this for me when I put him in, thought he was going to do okay, um, and he didn't. So not upset or anything. Just saying, Winston, what the fuck? Yeah. So, you know, looking at the 49ers side, there's not really any big glaring stats, but they did have the story about Reuben Foster. He he got cut for, I think, a domestic violence thing at the team hotel in Tampa. Oh, really? Yeah, but I don't, you know, looking back, I don't, that didn't really surprise me a whole lot because do you remember what happened with him at the draft combine? Mm-mm, no. Two years ago? He he got in trouble for assaulting a nurse at the draft combine. Like, that didn't throw up any red flags for the 49ers at all. Let's get that boy. That's the one we want. He's there. That's like a Greg Hardy with the Cowboys. Like, oh, you didn't see any of this coming. As soon <laughs> as soon as you see him assault a nurse at the draft combine, I, I would probably mark him off the draft board if I was, you like, know, yeah, a logical yeah, person. Yeah, like ah, I don't think we really need him that bad. So he uh, he's out of the league now. I don't I don't know what his future is, but it's it's looking bleak in San Francisco too. I'm. Well, might as well say they're fading away too, because I don't know I if they were two and really two and there nine the here. Place. They're uh, they're struggling to get anything going. Yeah. At this point, I think y'all need to f- just keep fighting out for who can have the worst record. So this next game, Cleveland Cincinnati, a lot of storylines actually came out of this game. It was a good game to watch. Yes. Cleveland ended up winning. What was it? Thirty-five to twenty. Thirty-five it, 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 it twenty. Wasn't, it wasn't as close as that score says. It was it was a blowout. Andy Dalton's hurt now. My sources are now telling me he's out for the year with a thumb injury, so now they're starting Jeff Driscoll. You and your damn sources. But uh, it, Cincinnati is still in the playoff hunt. Like According to the win-loss ratio, I think they're done. That was awful. They couldn't get anything done. I think Marvin Lewis, hot seat. And I'm not talking just normal hot seat. I'm talking like seat on fire hot seat. Well, they got the Hugh Jackson now. I think... Did you see the picture I, yesterday from that game yesterday? Marvin Lewis on the sideline with Hugh Jackson looking on behind him. <laughs> I did not see that. I saw a lot of things about the whole game with him you and stuff. You, I didn't all right, I've defended Hugh Jackson, but I think enough is enough. You could literally frame that picture for the next movie, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> like what? Why did what is he? Why is he there? What qualities is he shown to have? I'm not sure, but you know. Cleveland didn't look too bad yesterday. What's really surprising, check this stat out. Browns and Packers now have the same record. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Packers are uh we're we're about to get to that, aren't we? Uh, yeah, we'll get to that here down in just there a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's a Hugh Jackson curse if I'm saying anything. But yeah. on that, at Baker Mayfield, two hundred and fifty eight yards, four touchdowns, so yeah, Hell Baker. Game on his point. Baker hasn't thrown an interception since Hugh Jackson was fired. Yeah, no, he. Uh, I think he didn't. He talk crap about him at the press conference. Yeah. Afterwards? Did you Did you see their awkward uh, interaction after the game? Yeah, the not hug thing. Yeah. Yeah, he he went in for the hug and Baker wasn't having it. That's he. I can't help it. He he's just he's a loving guy, but you know I would say he's dumb. It's tough to be the best coach in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, you can see that with his, <laughs> his win loss ratio. Yeah. Yeah. So huh. we'll, we'll talk about. I, I have a little thing to talk about Baker a little bit later in one of our segments. So for our next one, we got New England and New York Jets. New England wins 27 13. They struggled a bit. They were tied at halftime. Brady's been a. He missed practice on Friday for a sickness, and he's been. He's had a sore. I can't remember what it was, but he's been. He's been a little banged up recently, so he didn't have a great day. He really relied on relied on Sony Michelle with his he. I think he had over a hundred yards rushing. Yeah, one hundred thirty three, twenty one attempts and a touchdown. Yeah, so he had a pretty good day. Gronk returned, he snagged a he touchdown. Had, he would he. I had him. He was been questionable. He messed up so many times. I left him sitting on the bench this week, and I should have played him. I'm telling you, I mean it wasn't a lot, but it was fifteen points. So yeah. Yeah, just a, but you know but he he had a better game than he had at the beginning of the season. Yeah, for the most part so far. Yeah, he so. he didn't do too bad. I mean, 
New, this is a little bit surprised to me. I thought New New England would easily win this. I mean, yeah, they did cover, but I don't know what to say. I mean, but they did in the past few games. They always do play New York at New York pretty closely. Yeah, like I think the last four or five times they've played there, New York's like always covered the spread. So yeah. it might just be part of that superstition. But did you you see Cordarrelle Patterson? What he did? Uh, no. So yeah. <laughs> Cordero Patterson, uh, he was down on the ground, and I guess the Jets defensive end, I, I can't remember his exact name right now, but I guess he didn't like the way that he was putting positioning himself around Cordero. So he grabbed his nuts, okay? Okay. Here. And they asked him about it after the game. He said he didn't like the way he was positioned around him, but I can't blame him. I mean, Cordero's a Patriot, and you know how those Patriots like to deflate balls. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, sometimes you gotta. Sometimes, you know, sometimes maybe, you gotta, maybe. Sometimes you gotta grab a little bag. I don't know. I mean, sometimes in situations you don't know what to do and you just panic. Yeah, yeah. That that would have been an awkward situation. Yeah, but honestly, though, on this with I figured I knew I thought New England was gonna win the game easily. Whether or not they won it as easy as I thought, that's one thing. But I'm just surprised, like with the way they've been playing this year, just kind of iffy would be my would be my description of how they've been playing this year i they're all and they remind me a lot of the steelers like the steelers aren't great yeah the steelers aren't great i would say they're good like they're they're above average but they're not like i would say chiefs level chiefs are at the top and then you got like patriots steelers in that kind of middle upper area they're having a rather surprising year i would say i would say yeah it's just i was just they're still eight and three, and I just thought they'd been so iffy. I thought they'd have lost a couple more by now. Yeah, yeah, I I know, I feel you on but that. But it's that Belich- it's that Belichick Brady combination, I believe. Yeah, it's hard to beat. But moving on. Yeah, next we have Chargers Cardinals. Chargers won forty five to ten. Melvin Gordon has he's week to week. He has an MCL sprain. But the big thing out of this, Philip Rivers, I think he broke two records. Most, I believe yeah, he, you are correct there. Most completed passes to start a game, which was 22. That was the old record. Now it's 25. And most completed passes in a row. He went 25 for 25. Rather insane. That's rather impressive. Yeah. He kind of needed to do this, though, because the Cardinals were leading 10-0 to zero before Chargers ripped off 45 straight on them. So they there was a point in there where they were probably starting to worry, but... You know, Philip Rivers. I think he threw for three touchdowns, I believe. So, so finished twenty-eight and twenty-nine, which is also very impressive. Yeah, that's the highest percentage. To, that's like the highest passing percentage. Fifty-nine yards. Yeah. So, I've heard some people rumble about Philip Rivers possibly win the MVP. I would say he's he might be in the top five conversation, but I don't think he should win it necessarily. Yeah, I mean, he may be in there, but I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say overall. I don't think he's done enough this year to earn it in an unbiased way. In an unbiased way. Yeah, of course, of course. We're we're not biased at all, are we? No, absolutely not. That's not what we're about. Okay. No, that's it for me. That was that was a pretty boring game. Chargers Chargers on a little bit of a roll. Yeah, yeah. So next we Some got momentum. Yep. Next we got Steelers Broncos. Steelers lost seventeen to twenty four. This is we talked about this. We did. Steelers. I think that's definitely a letdown game, but you know, Big Ben threw. Big Ben had a chance to tie it up or either possibly win it through an interception to the nose tackle, which was actually kind of crazy. But if you look at it, James Conner kind of screwed up and ran into Big Ben on that, and that that caused probably a lack of communication or it possibly slowed the play ben. down. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, James Conner did have some good plays though. He was thirteen for only fifty three yards, but. Uh... He did have he a has, costly he, fumble. He did have. Oh, I forgot about the fumble. I ever since like the Le'Veon thing, I think James Conner's kind of been slacking. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know how. He's like, but he's out of Pittsburgh. I, I'm not sure, but it just seems like ever since Le'Veon didn't report and like he's not playing the rest of the year, it's. He. I think he's just kind of been slacking. That's what it looks like to me. But you got it. I mean, you know, he was only 13 for 53. But you got to look. Big Ben was 41 for 56. With 462 yards, so yeah, yeah. And Juju was had 189 yards, so a lot of yards right there. 
Juju did rip off that 97-yard touchdown catch, just like last year against the Lions. And then Connor also has, I mean, I guess he did. He had four receptions for 42 yards. So he's looking at 90, 90 yards, 97 yards. Yeah, but like I just said with New England, Pittsburgh's good, not great. I, they're like in the, I, they're they're above average, not great, not to the Chiefs level. They're right around, I'd say, Patriots level if I had to compare them with a team right now. Yeah. Did you see uh, um, what happened to Keenum when the entire offensive line collapsed? It wasn't that he really got drilled, but did you see the play in which the entire offensive line seemed like it forgot how to block? Were they just all chopping or what? No, it was like – there's a, a video of it. It was in the fourth quarter at like uh, – I don't know how many minutes were left, like four or five, and the entire line just like basically forgot to block. They were on Keenum in like half – I've never seen an NFL offensive line collapse so quickly. Oh, look up the video. It was, it was on my um, – it was on the other 12 dumbest mistakes of week 12. Yeah. But I think I think the Broncos possibly turned around. I mean they had a big win last week against the Chargers – and another well, big win this week. Yeah, so they could possibly they're getting a little momentum under them. They could possibly turn it around, and start rattling off some wins, possibly like really get mm-hmm. up into the playoff contention. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If they keep this, I mean, I was surprised this earlier this season. I was a little worried. I didn't think they had much going for them. Uh, but these last two games, they're so we'll see if they keep that momentum out. behind it. So next we got Dolphins Colts. Colts won twenty seven twenty four. Yep, twenty seven. Colts won twenty seven twenty four. That's their fifth straight win. They're on a roll, big time. I think you could make the argument that Luck is the comeback player of the year. I mean, coming off that, he didn't play any last year. I think he's having a great year this year. I think yeah, you could make not, that argument. Yeah, he's not having a bad year. I mean, his game went, he still threw two interceptions this game. Um, but he, he's he been making plays happen. They've been keeping him uh, safe back there, and so he's had time to get the throws off and get the completions and help make those drives down the field. So. Yeah, and I could I could I could make the argument that Eric Ebron, their tight end, I think that could have been one of the best free agent signings this year. I've heard a lot of people say, yeah, he's up and down either scores a, like fantasy wise, he either scores a lot of points or none. But if mm-hmm. you look at him, I think he's averaging a touchdown every four catches, which is rather impressive. So I think he could be I think you could say he was one of the best free agent signings this year in the NFL. Yeah, he had two touchdowns for him this game on five receptions, so he's doing a doing some work for him there. Yeah, so Ryan Tannehill returned from Miami this game. I think he had an okay game. You know, Dolphins were up on the Colts, but they made a comeback. I think Vanitary hit the game winner to win. Yeah, he did. Um yeah, I mean he did not have a bad game. Two hundred and four yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions on the reverse, higher and fifty Less yards than Mr. Andrew Luck, but not a bad game at all for a return. Mm-mm. But, you know, the Colts are making a good playoff push right now, and I could, you know, I wouldn't rule see, I wouldn't rule out seeing them in the wild card either at this point. No, I definitely think they could be a wild card contender. Uh, I've heard people say that they're going to do some damage in the playoff, but I'm not sure how true that's going to be. I think they can make it. But uh, for a doing damage, that's not so much what I'm thinking. Because who are they looking at right now if they do, well, if they make it? I guess if they gonna, depends on... We'll talk about that here in a minute when we look at the playoff picture. But right now, oh, yeah, right Colts, Colts are in the seventh spot right now if the season mm-hmm. ended today, so they would just miss out, I think. No, yeah, but if they were to... Right behind Chargers and Baltimore. So, you know, but, you know, if Houston somehow screws up and loses the division... You I just said we talk about this in a minute, and here you go rambling. Well, you got me started. Moving so, on. All right, so moving on. <laughs> final game of Sunday, Minnesota-Green Bay. Minnesota won 24-17. I I think it's pretty obvious right now. I think we've said it before, but I'll say it again. We need to fire Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I think we've said that every episode so far. I mean... Something's it, going... It's just... it's They're they're fading. They're, they're also on the fade. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, he isn't playing that great right now i mean he's he was missing throws last night that he usually makes easily but you know i i started thinking about it he doesn't have that many weapons nor necessarily any help at all on that team so it's almost like a one-man show it's him and Devontae adams pretty much yeah i mean and you got you got aaron jones this game carrying the offense for rushing and stuff so that's about where it stops for him and their defense is Um, just they're below average i mean it's just looking bad. People are saying they could still make the playoffs. I don't. Yeah, I don't think of that at even all. Even if they did, it's not worth it. Mm-mm. 
this is one of those things. I don't want to get on a rant here, but this is my Aaron Rodgers thing. Of you know, I just feel like sometimes he doesn't try if he doesn't have like he doesn't have much weapons here to go to, like we said. Mm-mm. But I feel like he's not trying because of that. Like people talk about how great Aaron Rodgers is, but he's not making anything happen on his own. Whether it's a one man show or not, he went 198 yards and a touchdown. That's it. I mean, he could make more things happen if he's as talented as people say he is. So why is he not? Is it the play calling bad? Is McCarthy just that bad that he's just screwing everything up, or does Rodgers not care to even try? Well, I mean, he doesn't probably see a point in trying right now. I don't. Well, he, I that don't could think be he thinks well, they're yeah. going to make the playoffs either. So just fuck it. I'm just gonna throw it around out here and play some play some smack ball. Yeah, yeah. But looking at the other side, Vikings, I would say it was a pretty good game for them. I saw Thielen had a really nice touchdown catch and run. Yes, there, he did. He uh what is, what was the interesting not really so much interesting fact or something. Oh yeah, yeah, he's still on his nine game with a hundred yards receiving this season, so nine games now. Yeah, I, he Thielen he'll definitely he'll definitely make the Pro Bowl, I would say. But Minnesota holding into the five spot right now in the playoff race in the NFC. I could see them holding on to that spot. Washington's in sixth spot. So, but, you know, I, I think Minnesota will hold still. I think Chicago wins that division. But I, I like Minnesota's odds at getting to the wild card. Yeah, B2, B2. Mm-hmm. So one more game. It's it's tonight. You'll be hearing this on Tuesday, but we're recording this on Monday. Texans, Titans. I expect the Texans to roll this game. I think Demarius should put up some good numbers. Houston's D probably put on quite a show, but you know, roller coaster theory once again. Titans on the downhill, but you know, it, it's going to prove itself right because next week I think the Titans play the Jets, so they're definitely going to go up. See, I was thinking about this today, looking at it. So I'm interested to see how this plays out in this game, but I think Demarius Thomas, if they uh, utilize him, uh, it'll really help him out, and I think it'll easily push them for the win. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Let's take a look at the playoff picture real quick. In the AFC, we have Kansas City at number one, New England at two, Houston at three, Pittsburgh at four, Chargers at five, and the Ravens at six. But in the hunt still, we have the Colts, Titans, Dolphins, Bengals, Broncos, and the Browns. Surprisingly, I mean, the only thing that I I think Kansas City, I think Kansas City, New England, Houston, Pittsburgh are probably going to make it. Chargers out at. They're kind of iffy. I could see them. The only thing that I could really see switching up is perhaps Baltimore and Indianapolis, possibly. Yeah, possibly. I think I think the Chargers for a wild card game got that. I think they've got that seal. I think they're they've got some momentum behind them and they're on a roll. So I think with their momentum, that's going to carry them into at least a wild card game. Yeah, they're dealing with Melvin Gordon's MCL sprain right now, but Austin Eckler isn't a bad running back either. So no. I think they'll be fine if he sits out a week or two. So I think there's they'll still make it, but I could see Baltimore and Indianapolis flipping if the if the Colts keep this train rolling pretty much. Yeah, but I'm also looking at the Ravens and Lamar Jackson and see how he's been doing for him and seeing if they can really utilize that. So that could keep them in the hunt right there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. So in the NFC we got still have New Orleans at one, Rams at two, Bears at three, Cowboys at four now. Vikings at five and Redskins at six, but still in the hunt. We got the Seahawks, Panthers, Eagles, Packers, and Falcons. I I think Washington, you know, depending on how Colt McCoy plays pretty much, and, you know, because they're already beat up injury-wise, who could possibly still get injured? I could see Seattle possibly moving into that sixth spot. I'm not sure how the NFC East is going to play out, so Dallas, Dallas could either be replaced by the Redskins or Eagles somehow. Yeah. NFC is still pretty much wide open, except for, I would say, the top three spots. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely, after watching the Seahawks again, I think they're gonna they're making a good run here. Um, the way they're offensively playing, like you said, Russell Wilson, um, you know, getting the ball there and uh, doing his doing his things with the, with the throwies. <laughs> and as well as rushing, um, I think they're definitely going to be a contender for one of the wild card spots. Yeah, I think if Seattle gets in the playoffs, I think they stand a good chance of possibly reaching, I would say, NFC Championship. I think they could put up some, put up a good fight. Because I, both times they played the Rams, they only lost by one score, so they obviously played the Rams pretty well. Yeah, their defense is, they've got a good defense to help try to stop the Rams, you know, offense. And with Cup out for uh, the, the Rams, it can make a difference, yeah. So that's all the NFL action from this week. We'll bring you a preview on some of the games within the next few days. Now we're going to take a look at some college football. So first up, we got number six, Oklahoma, 59. Number 13, West Virginia, 56. 
This is just a bloodbath of points. I'm not surprised in the least bit. Smash the over. It was, I mean, no, it, it was just regular Big 12 football, no defense. But I think this game proves why Oklahoma shouldn't be in the college football playoff because, once again, their D can't hang with anyone outside of the Big 12 because if they say they play Alabama, Alabama's D yeah. is going to stop them and their D can't stop anyone. So well, they're, yeah, they're and just going to get destroyed. Yeah, and, you know, looking, like, you know, not, nothing against West Virginia, but if they're letting them put up 56 points, can you imagine what they would get put up against if it was Alabama? Like, it would be a, it would be a bloodbath. I'm not taking anything away from West Virginia either. No, Will, I'm not Will, Will Greer's I'm a great quarterback, but Tua no. might even be better than Will Greer. Plus, they have a lot more weapons than West Virginia, so it w- it would have been pretty bad if Oklahoma yeah, had to I, play West. I mean Alabama. Yeah, absolutely not. I'm not taking anything away from, but I'm just saying that, that Alabama is still on a different level than West Virginia, and so you can only imagine what would happen in a game like that. Yeah, yeah, but you know Oklahoma with the loss of Michigan. Some people were saying they could squeeze into the playoffs. I pray to God that doesn't happen. They still that have, does not now. They'll have Should to play not. Texas this week in the conference championship for the Big 12. I hope Texas beats them again, but it was close last time, so I think it'll be must-watch game. So for the next one, we got number 16, Washington 28, number 8, Washington State 15. This was again, this is beautiful to watch. It it was a good snow game. I would say there's by the end of the game, I'd say there's three to four inches on the ground. So didn't you say that last week that you want snow on the ground for this game? I I could if I just I love me I love me a good snow game. But you could yeah, tell you could tell Washington State different. you could tell Washington State was definitely impacted by this snow because they're pretty air raid offense throw the ball around. They couldn't get anything going in this snow, and that's that's how Washington capitalized and ended up winning this game. Their run game really got to moving. Busted off a few big runs, but it was just a slosh fest with all that snow trying to throw the ball. So yeah, I, I would say Washington State's playoff hopes are done now. I mean, it was I think it was a good win by Washington too on the road. Yeah, you gotta give it to them. That and the snow and stuff, you know, that can it's amazing how much that can affect, especially if you are a pass heavy team or even a run heavy team in certain you know inclement weather can change the outcome of a game. So for the next one, we got number four Michigan thirty nine, number ten Ohio State sixty two. This game just, I'll be honest, it pissed me off. I had money on Michigan. I um, i said it, I believe, last week that Urban Meyer could coach boys to run through a brick wall. I, yeah, I believe that, but... And that's what happened. Pretty much, yeah. Um, Harbaugh, Harbaugh doesn't know how to coach offense, I'll say it. He was... You try to run at them, it it just ticks me off so much. He he ran play action, threw it downfield. Either every time he threw it downfield, he they either got a big completion or a pass interference for a first down. And he just decides to keep trying to run the ball and just <laughs> uh, he he doesn't know how to run an offense. And he's zero four against Ohio State in his four years there. So just for that reason, I think he's on the hot seat because it, boom, it's boom or bust there. I mean, if you're not in the national playoff contention. I mean, it's a it's a down year for Michigan, especially yeah. you know if they can't even beat their rival in the last four years. I think yeah, Ohio State, I th- yet. yeah, I think Ohio State's won fourteen out of the last fifteen times. So you know, Harbaugh didn't he's not to blame for all those losses. But if you can't compete with your rival on a steady level, win more than one game in fifteen years, something's wrong, and so there needs to be a change made. But you know. Ohio State could still possibly sneak into the college football playoff with a few key losses by, I would say, teams like Oklahoma, you know, Washington State lost. Ohio State's going to probably move up a lot this week. Yeah, and you have to look, you know, in Ohio State, when they think about putting them in, there is some key losses. They bring a big following, and that's a lot of money that they have to look at, and that's, you know, some of the things that goes into their consideration. Yeah, Whether it should or not, Mm -hmm. it does. Yeah, it'll definitely. It definitely plays a part in it, even though they probably won't say it. Oh, they'd never say it, but you have to look at it sometimes, thinking, "What else? Why?" Yeah. So for the next one, absolute. I don't. I don't even know what to say about this. Number seven, LSU seventy-two. Number twenty-two, Texas A&M seventy-four. This game was seven overtimes. All right. It was. I think I saw it was around five hours long. That's it was, the record. Yeah, it was rid- that was ridiculous. Yeah, it's the holds the record for most points in a college football game, and it tied the length of the game with got by going to seven overtimes. Key thing here: LSU gave Coach O a Gatorade bath. I think at the start, at the end of the like fourth quarter, and I think what they did was I think that proved costly to them because they they might have needed that Gatorade. 
because they probably didn't think the game would go on for seven overtimes, and I, I think they just they ran got out. thirsty. Yeah, they screwed themselves. Interesting, but I never thought of that. Yeah, so it it was a bloodbath orgy of points. I I don't think we'll see anything like that. I mean, especially SEC football. Yeah, that's so the amount of points put up is ridiculous. I mean, I, I hope I should have took the over. It would have been. Over 140 at least. So in the last game we got number three, Notre Dame 24, USC 17. This is kind of surprising to me, but, you know, it's rivalry week. Notre Dame had to go to USC, play in the, I think, Coliseum. I mean, Notre Dame survived, and they should make the college football playoff, barring any unforeseen things happening. Because of their performance this game. What? No, I was just saying, you got to give it to USC, though, and their performance in this game. Yeah, I mean, USC played them good, but because of this performance, it makes me want to kind of question Notre Dame, you know, whoever they play next, because right now it's looking like their next game would possibly be Clemson. If Clemson wins their conference championship, Notre Dame maintains three, Clemson stays two, it'd be Clemson versus Notre Dame. And, you know, USC kind of gave them a run for the money, and that makes me want kind of doubt them. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, you know. I was talking to a Notre Dame fan. He said, "Yeah, we ended up annihilating them." And no, after when I was watching, they, I mean, you, yeah, you won. They got a lot, but you did not annihilate USC. Did you? Did you win? You know, the the second half of the game, it's getting two touchdowns. Yes, but you know, USC put up a good fight against you after all you've done. So yeah, yeah, I'm not. I, you know, if they get in, they're gonna get in. But I just don't know. You know, how how much damage they're actually gonna do. Yeah, I agree. It's just it makes you question. I wish them. I'll the say best, that much. I know no, a couple of Notre Dame fans I talk, they get real riled up about it. But I'm just being honest. It's like you're gonna go up against some teams, and they're gonna put up a, a they're gonna put up a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, how can you hold up for those four long quarters? I don't. I don't. It's. I don't know how well they'll hold up. Quite honestly, now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure either. That's the same thing I was thinking. Yeah. So that's it for the college football recap. Let's get into some segments now. First up, we got crown the king. McAdams, who are we crowning this week? Um, for me, I'm gonna crown uh, Amari Cooper um, just for his performance and them actually utilizing him, like I said last week. So I think he did an excellent job for him, 180 yards. So that's who I got. I also crowned Amari Cooper my king, along with Christian McCaffrey. I saw him play a rather good game yesterday. Ended up losing, but he's played a marvelous game. I saw he dropped quite a bit of fantasy points. And then I got to give it to Will Greer, West Virginia quarterback. Went 32 for 49, 539 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. He still lost, but, you know, he, he had a great, great game. McAdams, who's got the dunce cap this week? Um, my dunce cap's going to Marvin Lewis okay. um, for bringing on Mr. Hugh Jackson and I think Jinx and the Bengals there. Against the Browns, and I saw a lot of them talking about it um, on my on my sources and stuff. And it's just, I think he jinxed the Bengals by bringing on Hugh Jackson. He's getting the dunce cap this week for doing that. Alrighty, alrighty, I can I can see that. I'll roll with that. I got three dunce caps this week, believe it or not. Oh yeah. First one, it just goes to the University of Illinois. Um, you might know their head coach he used to coach the Bears, Lovey Smith. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. They gave him an extension, all right, because he went four and eight this year. Wow. Yeah. Four I don't, and eight. I I don't know what the hell that's trying to do, but you know, four and eight. I guess it's a successful year for Illinois football. So they get <laughs> the dunce cap. Next one, I got Aaron Rodgers' brother. All right. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers' brother. Well, let's let's back up a little bit. Aaron Rodgers sent out a tweet this week asking people to donate and. uh Help the people in California that have been affected by the wildfire, all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But his younger brother, Jordan, uh, decided to air out some beef on Twitter, I guess. Because um, he replied to the tweet, or might have quoted it, and said, But when your own mom is home alone during the fires, car packed, ready to evacuate, and you miss the fundamental first step of compassion, calling your parents to make sure they are safe, everything else just feels like an act. So, um... That's a little bit weird. You know, that's that's kind of a dick move, I'll be honest, airing out stuff like that on Twitter. Yeah, you can't send a text anymore. Yeah, so he kind of he kinda was hypocritical, I would say, because everything else just feels like an act he tweeted. I mean, that was kind of an act, wouldn't you say? I'd say so. So, yeah, 
Jordan Rogers, take a break, man. Just text him or something. Call him. Be be a brother, dog. And for my final dunce cap, I got Baker Mayfield because you saw him talking. You saw him talking trash about uh, Hugh. Hugh oh, Hugh. Hugh. Oh, Hugh. Yeah. But all right, so he got mad at him for leaving the Browns to go to the Bengals, which was an in division like a division rival. You know. Uh-huh. He got mad at him for saying that. Yeah, you wanted us to play hard for you, but you'll leave for a divisional opponent. Yeah. I think Baker Mayfield forgot that he transferred from Texas Tech, a Big 12 school, to Oklahoma, which is also a Big 12 school. So Baker's kind of a hypocrite, too. Don't get me wrong. I like Baker. I'm a Baker fan, but that was pretty hypocritical to come at Hugh like that. Yeah, I would agree so. So that's my three dunce caps. Do you have beef with anyone this week, McAdams? Actually, I don't really have beef with anyone, so... I figured you'd have plenty to pass around, so. I just I just got one, Jalen Ramsey. Really? Yeah, I got beef with Jalen Ramsey, calling out these quarterbacks and then just getting destroyed by them pretty much. I mean, man, just let your play do the talk and quit running your mouth. You you got shut up by Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a rookie. He, I, all right, I'll say it. I don't think he's that great. And he, he shut you up. I mean, God, take a break. <laughs> Get in the gym or something, dog. Prove it. Get out there, work, bub. He's he's getting worked. So that that's all my beef for now. So let's look at how our bets did so far. How'd your bets do, McAdams? Um, actually, pretty good. I was a three for five. I had the Bears beating the spread by more than three. So got that one. Saints over with the Falcons. Nope, that's a negative. I thought there was gonna be more of a shootout there. Missed that one. I think the over under on that was like a sixty and a half. Yeah, it was, I think it was 60. Uh, Bucks 49ers under. Got that one. Uh, had the Broncos as my underdogs. Nailed it. Didn't I tell you to make that one? I think you did. I'm going to say that was some. Um, and then my lock was my Bengals more than three. They were going to win. Uh, that Well, that didn't happen, as we no, see. So. No. Hugh kind of screwed that one for you. Yeah, Hugh fucked me over. So All if right. I'm beefing, you know, I'm going beefing. It's with Hugh. Oh, you can't beef with Hugh. He's such a cool guy. Shut up. Alrighty, so for my bets, I'm two and two so far. I got a bet riding tonight. For tonight, I got the Texans more than four and a half over the Titans. My underdog, I had the Giants over the Eagles. That was wrong. For my spread, I told you it's the Texans tonight. I took the yep. over in Steelers Broncos. That was wrong. I would say they touched it. I mean, they tickled they tickled that over, but you know they didn't get it. Um, I had Bears Lions under forty four and a half. That was right. And my lock, Ravens covered versus the Raiders. So I'm two for two right now. Could go three for two, hopefully, so we can get a above five hundred percentage. Yeah, hopefully we go both get three and five here and we'll be rocking. Yeah, so speaking of that, what do you have any regrets of the week, McAdams? Um, my regret of the week here is um one the my lock being the Bengals more than three. As I look back, I could have I could have picked a lot better lock, personally in my opinion. Um, then that with old Hugh Jackson on the other sideline, kind of an advantage I thought, but apparently not. That's my, my regret. I think I could have made a better lock. Do you have any regrets fantasy wise? Um, yeah, fantasy wise, I left Trey Burton in this week. Um, and what he's been doing pretty good for me, but with Gronk coming back, I should have against the Jets. I think I should have put him in. I wasn't following it close enough. I was afraid he was going to go out right before the game again. So I left him out. That's understandable. Half my fantasy team's on a bye because half my team is part of the Chiefs and Rams. So uh, I <laughs> just, just kind of gave bad. up this week. It was kind of a free <laughs> week for whoever played me. But uh, So, yeah, I don't really have any regrets fantasy-wise. Gambling-wise, you know, I regret taking the Steelers. I'd re- I really regret taking the Jaguars. And, you know, the Colts won, but they didn't cover. So I kind of regret putting that on there. So uh, that's that's all my regrets, really. Now, it's time for God bless. Who are, who are you blessing, McAdams? For me this week, uh, I'm going to give it to uh, Tariq Cohen. He did an excellent job for Chicago, and he did an excellent job here for me on my fantasy team. He really helped me out. Three rush yards, uh, 14 yards. Then he had eight targets, seven receptions, so and a touchdown. So overall solid performance by him. Again, that's it for me. Okay. Everybody else sucked this week, basically, for me. <laughs> Willie Sneed sucked. Kamara did – he got 10 points. Trey Burton did bad. Fitzgerald got me 11, so yeah. what it is. Picked up Robbie Gold for my kicker this week because Rams are on bye, so that sucked. Los Angeles defense did all right, but, yeah, most of my team just sucked this week. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I got three teams to bless. Vikings, Patriots, Ravens. They all made me money, you know. So, thank you. God bless you. Um, hopefully you all make the playoffs. I don't, eh, I take that back. Ravens, I hope you don't. Colts slide in there. We'll be, we'll be good, you know, Gucci. Gucci, Gucci. Yeah, so, I think that's it for this episode. Do you have anything else, McAdams? That's it for me. Alrighty, well, thank you all for listening. Stay tuned. We got another episode coming this week for the preview. All of our gambling advice, our fantasy advice, we're going to help you out, hook you up with some more free bets. And By the way, I, I, I'm just going to hop on my soapbox here real quick. McAdams, do you know that people pay for gambling advice? They do. Yeah, and you know. Which makes, I mean, I, I could see people doing something like that. But you know what I don't understand? What's that? These people that are paying for the gambling advice, a lot of the people that they're paying are going below 500 and losing them money. And uh, we're doing it for free, and I, th- I think we're above 500, so yeah, overall, why not, why not we're just take above. the free advice? You know, that's all I'm saying. Take it, spread it, share the love. We're, we're just trying to help everybody out, you know? Peace, love, positivity. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Clark. I'm Garrett. Deuces. Peace.